What's up, y'all? This your girl, Samantha, and it's my podcast, Naturalized. So I'm back again, and I have no guests today. It's just me, but I do want to say this, that I am getting used to doing this with this visual content because I'm not used to that. And um, it's a little out of my comfort zone, if I'm being absolutely truthful. I'm not shy or nothing like that, but like all this is just, it's just a lot. Um, But I am excited. Um to be doing it I am a little like jittery like and I don't even know why like girl this your podcast like just be yourself and um I know people typically like to get like glammed up when they do podcasts or not even just podcasts but like YouTube or whatever but I wouldn't be me if I wasn't looking like this today okay and I want to say that because this podcast operates in authenticity and so what better way than to be here in my normal self look in my normal way um so if you do not know I have suffered with what alopecia for for years I got alopecia when I was in the eighth grade and it took out the entire like right side of my head um and for years y'all like for years if I think I think I might have recorded a podcast if I didn't I know it's on tiktok for years, I used to wear like a headband. I would wear um, fine hairstyles that like kind of try to cover the side up a little bit. And I can t- I can't tell you how many times um, I stood in that mirror crying because I was so frustrated trying to hide my side. It was so bad, like I named it. It was called my side. And I remember some of my friends they would be like, "Well, what about your side?" And we would just make it a thing. And we would just have to laugh because, oh, my gosh, I was a prisoner to alopecia for years. Like, y'all, I could tell you how many guys I dated that didn't even know this side existed because I did so good at hiding it. Like, it's so crazy. I wouldn't even open my front door if somebody popped up unexpectedly or whatever the case may be. I would not even open my front door without a headband on. Ain't that crazy? That's crazy. So to be sitting here today, I have been set free. You have to go back to TikTok and um, listen to the TikTok of where I got set free a few years ago. And so now I sit and I wear my side out and I wear whatever kind of hairstyle I want because that's my business. And I'm excited to be free. Um, So I did do a little one-two with a little earring, but that's about it. I didn't, This is me, regular, and I just want to be able to sit and chill and it just be me because I feel like that's leading me into the conversation and the topic I want to talk about today, which is doing things the way you want to do them with God, no matter what it looks like to other people, no matter what other people think, whatever that looks like for you and God, that's enough and that's okay. And I say that because y'all... Have you ever just been around people who feel like because your relationship with God doesn't look like the church way that um, maybe you're not doing the the right things or you're not truly operating um, in a true relationship with God? There's a lot of people out here who feel like um, God is one way and that he does everything one way. And that's not the case. And I and, and that's another reason why I started this process was because God had told me to start. Um, I had a blog. I had a blog. Um, <laughs> I had a blog when I first started my life over three years ago. And um, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. The blog was kind of messy, but it was not intentionally messy. It was me really telling my story. But see, 
the thing about it is sometimes it's okay for us to tell our stories, but God has to be the one to get the glory for it. And God was not getting the glory for that podcast. I mean, for that, for that blog, he was not getting the glory, but the blog was me telling my story. I was venting. I was getting it off my chest. I had held it in for so long and pretended for so long. It was kind of like vomit. I was just like letting it all out. And, um, it was a form of healing for me. Um, and so God was like, when I got saved, the blog was popping, but it probably was because it was messy and people love mess. Um, but I ended up getting saved and God told me that we weren't doing the blog anymore, that we were going to do a podcast. And he basically gave me revelation that the podcast gives him the glory because it shows people what a process looks like. Um, it said in he gave me revelation that basically the blog looked like I was getting the glory for it. Um, and he said, yes, the things you were saying were true. And it was a part of your story and who you are, but it can't be done that way because it was, it was kind of like messy. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so God was like, I want you to be that authentic. I want you to be that truthful. I want you to share those raw parts of you. However, it needs to be shown in a way where I get the glory for it um, so that people could see that you didn't transform your life. I transform your life. So that's where this podcast has come from. Um, and so the process basically is to show people that you don't have to follow God one way. There's no just one way to follow God. You literally do what's best for you. And ain't that a good thing, though, right? Because Look at all the people you're surrounded by. If God only did things one way, it, what if it wasn't your way? You know, are you going to do it? You know, and so God showed me, told me to show people what a process looks like. And I remember saying, well, like God, like, um, how am I do that? And he was like, oh, we finna go on a ride. Like we're finna go on a ride. And when we go on that ride, you're going to have to share those parts to people and, vocalize that out loud um so that people can see that I'm not a one way kind of guy God I'm a strategic God so whatever works for you works for me I'll meet you where you are but understand that we're going to do some growing and evolving as we go about and so this is what this podcast is if you go back to season one episode one I will tell you how God told me to show people what the process looks like. And I think, not think, I know that that's my assignment because God told me that my mouth, <laughs> my mouth was a good thing, but I was using it for the wrong things. And he said, um, it's okay for you to vocalize all the things that I need you to vocalize or the things that you want to vocalize. Um, but there's a way to do it. And um, so he loved the 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 realness about me and the the way that I don't mind telling what needs to be told. However, there's a certain way to go about it. And so I've been vocalizing everything I've been going through. And I remember saying like, I remember it getting to points where I'm like, I, don't, I ain't telling that part. And God was like, you got to tell that part because these are the parts that people omit. And that's what keeps people from following God. And I didn't really understand that until I started my own walk with God. And now it makes sense, right? Because we be thinking God is just something to do. Like, oh, I'm going to do my devotional in the morning. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to pray. Um, 
I'm gonna do a little praise and worship while while I'm driving to work or whatever, you know, a little one, two, and then I'm done. And then God just becomes something to do. Like it's like, he's a part of your to-do list when God is, God should consume all of who you are. So I have to vocalize all the things that consist of this walk with Christ because people omit this part. And so when other people come to Christ and start their walk with God and they don't know that this part exists, they'd be like, oh no, um, they didn't tell me this part. So I'm going back to culture or I'm going back to doing my own thing. And we are the reason people who are in Christ are the reason why other people don't stay on this walk because we omit the bad things or the troublesome things or the struggle or whatever the case may be but we only want to talk about the blessing that we received or we talk about you know um the good things that God do we don't talk about all the points and all the pivots that lead up to those moments right because you actually have to run a race to cross the finish line people only celebrate when they cross the finish line they don't really talk about the race itself so that is my assignment and I'm here to show you what a process looks like and sometimes I just be like God why do so I really don't question God a lot if I'm being completely honest when I say question people would be like I, I don't want to say question because I know growing up we was told we couldn't question God be like oh you can't question God that's a lie you can ask God yes you can because it says in the Bible you have not because you ask not that's biblical so you better be asking God don't let people make you feel like because you have questions and concerns that you're questioning who God is that's a total different thing and um I remember sometimes thinking to myself but not really saying why God because I learned that everything I went through didn't happen to me it happened for me um and that was I ain't gonna lie at first it was a harsh reality and I was like nah I can't really get with that concept but then everything kind of clicked right the pain had to happen for the purpose to be pursued um and it's kind of just like Jesus walk in the Bible if you go back and read the Bible and you follow the steps that led him to the crucifixion all those things had to happen even even when um Peter I think it was Peter he was trying to be he was like when he about when he cut the man ear off and he was like no like we're not doing that and jesus was like get behind me satan those things had to happen in order for the crucifixion to happen so all these things in my life had to happen in order for me to be sitting here today sitting in authenticity to show you that there is no one way that god can be god can be any kind of way and this is the part that keeps people from coming across Christ because nobody wants to share the things that I share. If you go and you follow me on TikTok, even on this podcast, I get up here and I talk about certain things. Um, I don't even want to say certain things. I tell y'all almost everything, everything. Um, but I get up here and I talk about all these hard things. I remember being in a season where my house flooded. It was brand new. Like I had just celebrated my one year anniversary. It's brand new flooded. Didn't have lost the insurance. Um, claim like my insurance paid ten thousand I had to take the other people to like we didn't even make it to court because I lost before court even though it was their fault all these things that then having to go to school God called me out of nursing he was like we're not doing that burn up the backup plan there is no that and I'm like oh my gosh that's my livelihood that's how I make my money then also my grandma getting diagnosed with cancer up until her 
dying from cancer and then my car getting repossessed all of these things right all these things even now to the foreclosure of my house pre-foreclosure pre-foreclosure of my house um and I get up here and I talk about all these things and I'm just like oh my gosh this is crazy you know and sometimes sometimes you don't want to talk about it because <laughs> you be feeling like, well, God, like, I, I, I don't want to talk about that part. But I realize that these parts are the parts that are omitted when it comes to following God. Because, yes, these things have happened on my journey with God. But I also know that these things were meant to happen for me to get where I am going. And I say that because you it's saying in the bible you're gonna face adversity you're gonna face things but you know take heart because i've overcome the world which means you know anything that you face you will be able to get through and some people think that when you're on this walk with god that nothing bad is gonna happen to you that you're just good to go and it's not like that it's not and and the church has convinced you that through sermons through testimonies through all these things that God only does things that make you happy. God only does things that pay a bill or whatever the case may be. When in actuality, there will be some things in your life that come up because God is going to see if you're really down the ride like you say you are. And so I have to get up here and tell you these points and say, this is bigger than me. So I never say, God, why is this happening to me? I don't, I never say why this happened to me because I had that shift a long time ago that everything I went through as a child was to get me where I am now. So if anything I'm doing right now is happening, it's to get me where I'm going, you know, and where I will be here soon, you know? And so I never say why, but I do be like, God, this is a little crazy. Like hope, like my whole life, like are we going to let up? Okay. Like, are we going to let up? Is there going to be a moment where we could just chill? Um, because it's go mode 24 seven. And so I have to get up here and I have to be honest and I have to be myself. And I have to understand that my calling is not about me. And the moment you submit to the call, you have to understand and accept the fact that nothing you do is about you. It's about others. It's never about you. Everything that God is doing in each and every one of our lives it's authentic, it's unique, and it's never just for you. It's for somebody else. And I'm just thankful to know that although the things I deal with and although the things I get up here and I share with people, although those things happen, I feel free. I, and I feel free knowing that I'm following God and that, yes, these things have happened, but I understand that it has happened for a reason. And no, I'm not anywhere other than what God desires for me to be. Yes, these things have happened. And yes, I still follow God. And you have to understand that because there will be people who will try to convince you that because things have happened in such a way that, oh, well, maybe you did something wrong. Remember when Job um, was following God? And, you know, the devil was like, I bet you I'll get him to curse you, I, you know, type thing. And Job's friends were like, what did you do? You must have done something for all this bad stuff to be happening to you. You must have did something. And Job was like, I didn't do anything. Do not allow people to make you feel that because things have went wrong, went wrong, according to the what the eye perceives. Right. 
that you've done something wrong. No, there's going to be some things in your life that you have to endure because only faith comes through those type of things. If you have never been through something that you didn't know how you was going to get out, get out of, you know, with God or whatever, then I'm not sure your faith is where it could be. Not say should, but where it could be. And I say that because faith is produced only in seasons where you do not know where the outcome is going to be at and when it's going to come. But you know who's going to come from. You know God. It's, it's going to come from God. You don't see how. You don't see when. And none of it don't make sense. But those are the seasons where faith is produced. And so I am just. Mind blown that all the things that I've been through, even with my walk with God, like not, not even talking about the childhood, like my walk with God, because it has been so enduring. It has been so enduring. And I know I I be wondering sometimes like if my listeners be like, dang, she going through something again. (laughs) She going through something again. I be wondering if that's what y'all thinking, but I'm telling you, like, I don't know. I just, I just know that everything I endure everything I'm going through everything I will go through is because God God needed it to happen in order for something to be birthed and that's why I sit here today telling you do not allow people to make you feel like your walk with God is not what it's supposed to be or your walk with God is not typical God so that's not the right way um God is not doing things just one way he does things a multitude of ways and I had to understand and accept that because it has been it has been um very let me what word am I looking for very I don't know very eye-opening to come across other people who have followed God for followed God years for years, way before I was following God, for years, and for them to feel as though what I am doing is not of God, um, or it's a little bit of like lukewarmness because it, but 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 it's because it's so raw and it's so real, and I and I had to understand that because. People will make you feel like your walk with God is not is not authentic and it's not what it's supposed to be because it's not the way that it like that people in our previous generations it's not like that right they 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 have a way of doing things and I had to tell myself well if that way was a way that God was doing it back then why wouldn't He be using creativity and uniqueness and this and other kind of ways to get to his people because if he knows his children gonna be on tiktok why wouldn't he be letting his children who have submitted to the call do their work on tiktok if he knows his children be on facebook why wouldn't he let there be a opportunity for his children to do his work on facebook we have to be where the people are so that we can reach them. So you, and, and think about it, like the way that God using me right now, where it's just real authenticity, authentic, 
authentic, sorry, authentic and just like, like this, like chill. Imagine what it's going to be like when my kids start sharing the goodness of God. I don't know, but I say that to say that God is only going to get more creative the more time goes on because the goal is to bring people to Christ and people are going to have to be able to reach those people. So if you, if God wants you to operate in authenticity, then that means you get to be you, but you also get to share the gospel and minister to his people. So if this is me, me being truthful, me being, you know, using my mouth, me being real, me being raw, me being able to embrace who I am, even with, you know, my alopecia, all these things, why wouldn't that that seems like something God would want for me because now I don't have to fake it. God is like, no, she's not faking it. She has a real relationship with me. I can ask her to do anything. She's going to do it. And then I also know that she's not going to sugarcoat it when she goes and shares it to my people, which means if I'm not walking lost, the people I'm sharing it, I'm sharing to the, I'm sharing the gospel with not necessarily say they won't walk lost, but I'm not giving them false information. Now, how they choose to use it and apply it in their own life, that has nothing to do with me. But the message will be sent clear and it won't be like I'm trying to stray his people away. And so I I just want to encourage people who feel like, oh, well, they're so godly. Some people might even look at me and be like, because yeah, they do. Because some people say, I wish I had the faith that you have. And I say, it's obtainable. This level of faith that I have, I didn't get there. They didn't, God didn't just hand it out or send a letter in the mailbox and say, here, you've been granted this amount of faith. No, I've endured all the things that were necessary for me to be able to obtain this level of faith. And the same way I obtained it, it's accessible and available to anybody else who is willing to submit to the call that God has on their life. And people look at me and say, well, I, I, I want to be godly like her. You can be, it's not, it's not just one way. It's not. But the thing about it is you have to dissect and define what that looks like between you and God, because what me and God got going on, that's a, that's, that's our own little thing. It'll never be another Samantha Joe and God. We might have the same name, but it'll never be another me and God. It's just me and him, which means there'll never be another Sue and God. You know what I'm saying? So what Sue and God got going on, me and God ain't got going on. We got a different kind of type thing. You know, that's just kind of like my children. Mason is different from Maddox. So, and Maddox is different than Asher and so on and so on. And so in order to have a authentic relationship with them, I have to meet each and every one of them on their level and allow their personality to be a thing. Although it's a lot of them, I'm able to detach Maddox from Mason and give Mason what Mason needs and give Maddox what Maddox needs. And it works. It works. I'm a mom to everybody, but how I mom to Mason is different because Mason has other different things that he needs from me. How I mom to Maddox, same thing. So it's just like God, God can be your father and be my father, but how our relationship is, is two different ways. And I don't want you to keep missing out because you feel like God has to be one way. God asks that you be authentic. And when I say authentic, 
whatever that looks like for you. And I want to say that too, because a lot of people will try to make you feel bad for who you are in the season that you are in. And listen, I remember smoking weed and there being a debate that Christians can't smoke weed. And I said, Christians can smoke weed. And I said Christians can smoke weed because I knew I was a Christian following God to the best of my capability, not being lukewarm, not playing both sides. But I also knew I had a struggle with weed. And these people were telling me that I was not a Christian because I was smoking weed. And I was like, that's not true because you come as you are, meaning in whatever condition you are in. Whatever that looks like for you right now, whether it's lying, stealing, whether whether you smoke, drink, whatever, you come as you are. And God says, you are enough. That's enough. Because imagine, because think about it. You, you got to be able to come as you are, right? Because God loves everybody the same, meaning people who don't believe in him. People who don't serve him, people who serve him, people who love him, people who don't love him. He loves everybody the same, even if you never served God a day in your life before. So to believe that you can't come as you are is insane. And that's why people don't come, because it's not that God doesn't want you to come as you are. People don't want you to come as you are, because now we start talking about it. You start revealing things and that and I realized too that when people don't want you to tell your story and who you are and what you struggle with, it's because something inside of them makes them feel that makes them feel feel some form of like, Ugh. and it's because they have something that they are not comfortable sharing because anybody who roots for you when you are being authentic. That means they themselves are operating at that same level, meaning I'm not judging you for what you've been through. I'm rooting for you because you're talking about it. Some people judge and be like, "Mm, I can't believe she's talking about that. People probably look at me and say that "Mm, I can't believe she's talking about that. But what's crazy to me is I'm talking about it. I'm living it. And I'm also setting people free from it because other people are going through this. But because people are not operating at that level, it can be a form of intimidation because that's how the enemy desires for you to be a prison, a prisoner. He wants you to not talk about nothing you're going through. He wants you to believe that everything you're going through is because you've done it. You've caused it. Um, your life will forever be like this. And he don't never want you to talk about it. And so when you look at people who are free and talking about things, it allows you to be like, mm, like play, place judgment instead of root for them because you're a prisoner. And if you ever look at people who are free versus people who are prisoners in a, in a jail standpoint, people who are free get literally operate. We operate on this side of the world doing whatever we please to do. People who are in, in prison, they don't. They follow the schedule of the person who is in charge you do this every day you do this from this time you can't say this you can't do that that is the same thing so when people are prisoners to things that they deal with but don't talk about because they don't feel as if 
you know, they, they can express those things instead of them rooting for you. They're going to be, I'm not going to say jealous, but they're going to be like, uh, I don't even know what word to say. Cause I don't want to say jealous because like, uh, right. But it's because they don't, they're, they're, they're held captive to something that makes them, that makes them feel as if they can't root for you because they don't, they've never experienced true freedom before. So they don't know what it feels like. They don't know what it feels like for you to say, yes, my car got repossessed, but I'm having a great day. First thing in their mind is, well, I would have never told nobody that. Why? This real, (laughs) this real life. Why would I never tell nobody that my car didn't get repossessed? Why? So then when people see you driving another car or, or, or asking for a ride, they say, well, where's your car? What do you say? Oh, it's in the shop. <laughs> no, honey. No. I knew I was operating in authenticity when I told my kids. They was like, Mom, where's our car? And I was like, Mom had to give the car back. Mom couldn't afford it anymore. And so I had to give the car back. Um, and the truth of the matter was, I God called me out of nursing. I could afford the car, right? I could afford the car. I could have at the time. I could have afforded the car. But then God told me no more nursing, and that took away my livelihood. That took away, not my livelihood. Let me not say that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. My livelihood is God. That is the reason why I'm alive. God took away one of my resources because God is my source, and he is my livelihood. God took away one of my resources, which was money. And it won't even really money, right? It was nursing, which produced the money. And so I was no longer able to provide money for the car note. So I had to give the car back. But I also understood that I was operating in authenticity when... Y'all, I'm telling you, it's so crazy. When I wore my hair out for the first time, and it sounds so crazy, right? And it might be like, she's making that up. If you've ever dealt with something so bad that has held you captive, I was a prisoner to alopecia for years, like for years. I remember it like, I'm telling you, it can make you emotional because it can make you emotional because it's not something you sign up for, right? We didn't go in a line and say, hey, I want to sign up for alopecia. No. And I remember sometimes in my life being when I I don't want to say being picked on because I wasn't really being picked on. But you know how it is when. You you into it with a girl or whatever, the first thing they're going to try to do is try to make you feel bad. And so the first thing would be about my hair, right? The side of my head. Because not every hairstyle was able to hide it. Sometimes I would slick it down. But like you know how like you put some gel on it. And then it kind of like started to crack a little bit. It was like that. And then sometimes it really didn't even have this much hair. And you probably. (laughs) Don't be trying to zoom in and see how much hair is on it right now. (laughs) But it didn't have that much hair. So sometimes it was like almost bald completely. And um, so you would be able to see it. And I remember that being a thing that girls would use to try to make me feel less than and I was a prisoner for to alopecia like sometimes I did would not go because if the hairstyle was not working 
especially when my hair like this, like it's oily and need to be washed. It's been past needing to be washed. Um, need to be washed and stuff. And like, it's not got no body to it. What, 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 what do I? When it's like this, if I ain't have no headband, I was not going. And imagine looking so cute, right? Got the bombest outfit and got to wear a headband because you are a prisoner to something you're going to live with forever. This cannot be corrected. Like, it's not going to be corrected. And I say it cannot. It has been by the grace of God because a little bit of hair grew over there, um, which I'm cool with. At this point in my life, I'm like, it's just hair. Who cares? Right. Because people love me for my dope personality. I'm not worried about no hair. You can buy it at the beauty supply store if you want. Um, But I remember being a prisoner to this alopecia and I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go nowhere. And I would cry. And imagine looking so cute in an outfit so cute and you need a headband on ain't that crazy that is so crazy to me that's so crazy um so I say that to say I was a prisoner for that and then I remember I don't think I talked about it on my podcast I can't remember if I if I did or not but I know I talked about it on TikTok it was a day I was in massage class um because I went back to school for massage therapy um once God called me out of nursing and we were standing outside because they used to give us a 10 minute break every so often. And I was standing outside and it was some classmates standing next to me. And they said, I'm telling y'all a piece of the book because this is in a book. But whatever. I was standing there and I hear the Holy Spirit say, take the headband off. We're not wearing it anymore after today. And I was like, <laughs> kind of getting emotional talking about it because. You have to know to know, like, you got to know to know, like, if alopecia is not your thing, it's not your thing. And everybody got their thing right. But to experience true freedom is something that has held me captive for years, for years. Um, He said, we're going to take that headband off and you're not putting it back on. And I had my hair up just like this, y'all, just like this. And I was like. I was like oh no God no we're not we're not doing that right now I'm not doing that right now no I need this headband no I'm not I'm not I'm not doing that and I remember him giving me the true revelation of how I was not going to be able to operate in true authenticity if I did not embrace the things that I could not change your my hair is like this right and it ain't going nowhere it's not going nowhere because I've tried, oh my gosh, I can't tell you how many times I've been a guinea pig. I've been a guinea pig several times and nothing works. Nothing. I have been trying for years and years and years and years and years. Um, and nothing works. And I just got tired of it. I got tired. I got tired. I got tired. And he said, We're not putting a headband on anymore. It's time for you to see yourself the way that I see you. And I love you just as you are. And I was like, oh my gosh, no, I cannot do this, y'all. And that's so crazy because I was like, my friends were standing outside and I remember taking my headband off and I said, I turned to them and I said, I have been wearing this headband for years, a headband for years. I have been wearing a headband for years. And I said, I'm tired. 
I'm tired of that. I said, and I don't know if y'all have ever noticed or not, because sometimes the headband, when my hair is like this, it's really not, it's so slick um, that, you know, headbands typically will slide up. So I used to like kind of scrunch it down so that you wouldn't see it. And I remember saying, I don't know if y'all ever really seen it or not. And then think about it when you get massages, you know, you lay on a massage table. And so it can also pull it up. And I was like, I don't know if y'all have ever seen it or not. Um, But I got alopecia real bad. And I remember Sarah, she said, you're so beautiful. Even without that headband, you don't need that. You're so beautiful. And y'all, I walked in the classroom and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to have to explain my side to people. I don't want to have to do that. And I walked in that classroom and nobody, (laughs) nobody, that's so crazy. Nobody said anything. Nobody said, what's wrong with your hair? Nobody said, what happened to your hair? What, 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 where's your head been? Or nobody said any of that. Nobody cared. Nobody, nobody cared. And it was so reassuring because I knew that God had called me to massage therapy. And time at the time, at the time, he would remind me that that was a safe place for me because that's where he had a line for me to be at. And I lied to, you know, I sat down and my teacher said, okay, guys, today we're going to do head, face and neck. So remove any headbands or anything on your neck area or on your head area and remove it. And I remember just sitting there crying because I was like, oh my gosh, God is such a good guy that not only did he set me free from being a prisoner to my alopecia, but He did it in such a way to love on me, to show me that I love you like you are. And I know this is a struggle point for you and something you deal with, but I love you the way you are. And I want you to remove it. I want you to remove it. And I want you to embrace that being a part of who you are, because the moment you embrace it and you talk about it, other people who deal with these same things are going to be able to embrace it and talk about it. And I remember crying because God knew my teacher was going to say we were doing head face and neck today I didn't know and he knew we were going to be going over that today and he loved me so much that he didn't want me to feel shamed or scared or any of those things because she she literally said take off anything around your head or your neck headbands all that take it all off I know I would have been resentful to taking it off if she would have told me I wouldn't have been ready. But because God knew that that was going to be the next part that I faced, he loved me and worked with me through it. And because I was obedient, I felt free and I didn't feel like I was being punished because if she did it, I would have had to take it off in order for me to get a grade that day and to participate. I would have had to take my headband off and I would have felt like she was punishing me because I deal with alopecia and I don't want to, I don't want to expose that side of myself and I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that. Meanwhile, we're doing head, face and neck and I would have felt like I was being attacked, but because God loved me so much and he knew that that was something that I was about to endure. He loved me for, he loved me through it and he also set me free. And so I just want to encourage people to live in authenticity whatever that looks like for you. Maybe this week as you're going throughout your daily life, you know, like maybe sit down and be like, what is it? Some things that, what are some things that I struggle with that I have a hard time embracing um, that maybe I've been through or what I'm going through, or if maybe it's something dealing with your personal appearance or something, you know, like my hair. Um, 
Maybe it's something you've been through in the past, whatever the case may be. But I want you to sit and I want you to look and see what it is in your life that has held you to being a prisoner and not allowed you to operate in full authenticity to where you feel free because that's going to be a requirement when you're having a relationship with God. God wants you to know that he loves you and sees you for who you are, what you deal with and what you've been through and what you struggle with. But you have to love yourself through those things as well, because that is going to be able to convince you that you are enough. You have what it takes and God sees you and God also values you. And he wants to still use you no matter what it is that you deal with. And so I sit here thanking God for this platform and thanking God for the transformation that has happened in my life because I've been a prisoner to a lot of things and I'm really excited for the book to be able to come out um, when I'm done getting it published so that people can be set free because this is the part that is missing on this walk with God. People do not talk about this and ultimately it allows people to believe that they don't have what it takes to pursue God wholeheartedly or unconditionally. They don't that that they don't have what it takes because it's one way it's this way it's that way no it's whatever way you and God create so you have to be able to open that space for God to be able to operate at the level you want him to operate but you also too have to participate and operate at the level that you know you need to operate at so that you can endure and, and indulge in the full experience because if you have to do it, then you're never going to gain all that God anticipated for you to gain. And so I just wanted to get up here and talk about how I'm trying to read my notes, make sure I cover everything. Um, I did, surprisingly. And so I, I just wanted to get up here and talk about how God just doesn't do things one way. He doesn't. And you have to discern and you have to formulate and you have to define what way it is that you and God operate together and I want to encourage you to do that because people are going to miss out on some great things that God has for them in their life because they expect God to be one way if God is not a one-way God you have to keep your mind open and you have to be willing to fully submit to God's will because that's the way that God is doing things his will not our will and so people are going to miss out because they expect God to operate in this one way at this certain time you know at this one location when that's not what God is doing God is using whoever wants to be used and I want to be used. So I know that God has given me this platform and this life to endure because he knew that I was going to be able to use my voice, be myself, reveal the rawest things about myself, but also the rawest things that come with this walk with Christ because it was going to set his people free. And so I just pray that you sit and dig deep and think, what are some things that I'm a prisoner to that prevent me from operating at my highest capacity? Because maybe I'm ashamed of it. Maybe I don't want to talk about that part. 
Maybe I'm hurt, hurt from it. Maybe I resent it a little bit. Maybe I'm angry. God, I'm angry that, that that stuff happened to me or whatever the case may be. But God desires for you to use it as your weapon and not allow it to use you and hold you captive to being a prisoner. So I pray this week that as you go about, you define what authenticity looks like for you and that you partner with God and allow God to show you that who you are is more than enough and that he desires to use you if you let him use you. So I just want to wrap that up. This is episode two of season four, and this is your girl, Samantha, and this is my podcast, Naturalize. And until next time, be you, black girl.